Hello and welcome to the Hitbox. My name's Tom. I'm joined by Gabriel and Billy. Boys, how are we doing? I'm all good, thank you, Tom. Billy, how's it going? All good. Busy, but good, which is nice. Oh, it's awesome. Right, I'm excited. We're getting into the swing of the uh, things here on the Hitbox now. A couple of weeks in, things are going really, really well. This week, we actually have an interview again, don't we, Gabriel? We do. Tom. We've got my friend Tom coming on the show. Spot on. That's exciting. Uh, before that, though, we'll be starting off with the game of the week. And I think I'm just going to run with it straight away today, boys, to be honest. I'm going to go right in and uh, talk about my game because it's a game I'm super excited about to talk to talk about. Uh, it's Back for Blood. I don't know oh, if yeah. you guys have actually seen any gameplay or heard of this game before. Billy, you sound like, you, uh, you sound like you've heard it. I've heard about it, but uh, I've only heard about it because a YouTuber I follow decided that he hated it enough to go make a video on Left 4 Dead 2 again instead. He hated it. <laughs> he, he found it, he didn't like it very much, yeah. Oh, well, that, that's thrown a spanner in the works because <laughs> I've absolutely loved playing in the past, what, two weeks now. Uh, so I'm just going to give a quick rundown, first and foremost, of what Back for Blood is. And you said it was similar to Left 4 Dead, and it is. So if anyone at home doesn't know what Back for Blood is, if you've played Left 4 Dead or Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, it's essentially the same genre type of game as that. So it's a four-player co-op. And the whole idea is that you have a team that start off in a certain location on a map, and they have to get through a bunch of obstacles uh, through them through this map to an end point also has been chased by and harassed by zombies of all of all kinds basically right uh there's other factors to it like there's uh sort of like trip hazards i guess you could call them there's certain like birds for example that if you walk into the birds they set off an alarm that trigger more zombies and start a horde of zombies and there's a bunch of different boss type zombies that you can come across if you're if you're unfortunate and all these sort of things but it Although it is similar to Left 4 Dead, and it's made by the same people that made it, if I'm correct, they they um, were told to basically how do I explain it? They were told to produce Left 4 Dead three, um, but they disagreed with Valve's idea of making it uh, almost pay to win. So they left Valve and then basically built Back for Blood on their own as a group instead, and released that as a, a solo project. But we can see it essentially as Left 4 Dead 3. Uh, and there's a bunch of new sort of ide- ideas that they've brought into this game. The first being the majority, well, the most important one is the card system. So this card system adds a sort of roguelike element to the run th- or to the run-throughs that you do in this game. They essentially give you different abilities or boosts or perks, however you want to describe it. So, for example, one may be one may give you more stamina and then reduce the amount of ammo that you can carry, meaning that you're better off uh, building a melee build. So you run with a, you know, a baseball bat rather than two weapons, for example. Or one could be you're more resistant to damage, which would make you want to build a tank class. And you essentially have a deck that you collect uh, cards from all over your time when playing this. Put them all together to build this 
perfect build for you and your guns and your character so that you can most effectively get through stages during the game and it's really really cool and it, it adds sort of like a unique building element where every run is different and alongside that there's a there's a sort of a an ai changes the game as well just like the cards do but with their own set and it's called the director so now this director will bring in challenges that it feels like you should have for example so one card may be that a boss spawns midway through your your run midway through your map or there's a certain type of zombie that comes on and harasses you throughout the throughout the playthrough or their zombies will be armored for example there's plenty of different things and this director can reduce the difficulty or reduce the amount of damage the zombies do and anything like that and it's really really wicked and it just adds a sort of diversity to the whole game so it's not just you know you start off in a map you run through to the end killing zombies and you're done it's not as easy as that and uh speaking about difficulty the one thing that i would criticize it slightly now i'm not fussed with it at all lots of stuff that i've seen when reviewing this game uh loads of people were saying the medium difficulty called veteran is too hard Uh, and the problem with that being they have to resort to the recruit mode which is essentially the the easy mode and they don't find the fun in the game for that because it's almost like you're playing zombies call of duty zombies on an easy mode you just you know you don't have a care in the world you're running around shooting and it really doesn't matter but the whole idea of Bat for blood is that it's supposed to be challenging and you're supposed to you're supposed to challenge yourself to get through these stages there has to be you know a plan set in place and you have to buy the right equipment in order to get past a certain zombie that you know is going to be there and that adds the challenge to it and if you if you die and if your team dies completely you do have a continue which lets you restart at the at a checkpoint but if you die after that you get sent back pretty much what what, 30 30 minutes 45 minutes back through your playthrough to start uh at the next save or at the previous save should i say and that's really you know it's frustrating when it happens but it it makes you really focus you know like if i don't play this well me and my teammates are gonna have to lose all of our all of our progress and it's one one of those things that makes the game for me really exciting but i can tell it annoys a few people and that's just you know that's just how it is really uh so yeah i mean personally i believe it's a massive improvement for left 4 dead i was a massive fan of left 4 dead too i play that game so much and it just for me it just seems like a an improvement on it and i just can't you know i see i see the hate and i see there's reasons why but i can see myself playing it for months and i'm going to give it my highest score ever on the show i'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 wow okay. interesting yeah so i'm i'm a massive fan of it and i know that might be a bit different to other people's opinions but I've been craving Left 4 Dead 3, quote-unquote, for, <laughs> wow. for years now. Uh, and I got back for blood, and I couldn't be happier, personally. But there well, we as, are. The old, as the old joke goes, Valve can't count to three. Yeah, true. <laughs> Poor uh, Half-Life. Yeah, oh, don't. <laughs> right, yes, yeah, so that's me done. Who wants to go yeah. next? Who, who's, who's ready and waiting? I'll go. Uh, I've got go on, a, a little game. I'm not sure if either of you have heard of this, called... 5D multiverse, uh, ch- sorry, 5D chess with multiverse time travel. That sounds uh, so wicked. Sorry, can I just say that sounds, sounds so cool because I'm a massive chess fan. And yeah, I'm geeking out. Oh, that is wicked. Really cool. The first thing I will say, 
if you are good at chess, if you are bad at it, it does not matter. You will not be good at this game. Nobody is good at this game. Uh, I mean, to give you an example, and I'm reading this from an actual real review, uh, somebody said, uh, at one point, my opponent sent a queen back in time from one of the 10 timelines currently in play to put five of my past kings in check at once. I sent one of my own pieces even further back to stall, and they proceeded to send one of their queens back to the start of the game to try and beat me before I even got to that point. I was able to maneuver one of my bishops in the second most divergent timeline into position to capture the queen in an alternate present once we got back to that point and save the game. I eventually won, the, won by checkmating the king five turns in the past. If you have no wow. idea what I just wrote, I hardly do either. This game makes my head hurt, and yet eventually your eyes, mind's eyes open to the cosmic structure of the universe, or you just go insane. 10 out of 10. Um, <laughs> that, is, that is wicked. What? So, so you're telling me that you play essentially chess, right? Yes. But you, you get play... to go back in time into alternate realities and do weird and wacky things to completely Absolutely. destroy it the whole idea that it's chess. So hard to understand how the pieces move in this. Because you, instead of having the usual, like, you know, two dimensions you can move everything in, you effectively have, you know, five, because you can move your pieces back in time and you can move them between any timelines that already exist. And it's not like it's just like, I move it from this timeline to that timeline. You move them spaces with, into the new timeline. So, like, they have, how, they have different movements for each, each new timeline and stuff. It's insane. Oh, my God. I can't like even... a brain ache and a half. I can't lie. Yeah, it I'm really, sure. really is. It is so hard to understand, but it is so good. I am not very good at the game, I have to admit, but I have so much fun playing it. It doesn't matter. Do you think Do you think there is people in the world that have perfected this game? Is that even possible? Because obviously I've never heard of this game before, like like many times with your games, Billy, but the, you know, surely someone out there has seen this game and be like, you know what? I like chess. This is going to be my game. I'm going to become the best. 5d chess dimension player ever yeah i mean I, i'm sure there is but i've never met them i've never seen anybody yeah. who's been like yes this game is simple everybody i've ever seen is going no this game will make your brain explode uh, one of the reviews i came across said my computer can run this game my brain cannot <laughs> <laughs> yeah spot but on it, yeah it is it is fantastic and weird <laughs> and i invite you to go check out uh, the reviews and the, the like scene page to go see how nuts this can get for yourself <laughs> That's the first thing I'm doing after we finish recording this show, Billy. You know, I, that's, I'm going to see him and I'm checking really, out this game. It's one of those ones that sort of, now you've said it, it's it's really enticing. You know, it's enticing me to want to play it because that's, it just seems so random and so yeah, much fun. That, that's basically exactly how I found out, what I felt when I found out about this. Because it's, it's, it's not actually a very old game. It came out uh, middle of last year, like July 2020. And I found out about it through YouTube and I, I picked it up. Uh, so, you know, it, it is, as I say, I, I think it's great. I, I probably give it like a solid nine out of ten as well. Nine out of ten. Oh, damn. Yeah. There we go. That's two nine out of tens in a row. Wicked. Well, thank you, Billy. As always, we know we know we can rely on you for weird and wacky games that me and Gabriel have never heard of, and I'm <laughs> sure there's a bunch of people listening to this that don't have a clue what game you've just explained and now we'll go and proceed to uh to search it up on steam like we will in uh, yeah. a few minutes time so yeah it, it is so hard to describe you have to go look it up just like find videos and stuff honestly pictures. when you were when you were explaining it i was like whoa, 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 whoa. have i just you know is my brain working can i comprehend what you've just said so i can only yeah. imagine what the game is actually like to play yeah it, it's great right then gabriel are you going to hit us with a 9 out of 10 or are you bringing the bar down just a little bit then? 
Well, I better leave that information till last, just before okay. I. Uh, okay. You know, no spoilers. Give, give the spoilers. You know, got to build it up. <laughs> I feel like, um, but definitely going with a more popular game. My game of the week this week is NBA Two K Twenty Two. Now, Tom, I know you're a fan of this franchise. I believe you were actually the person who first uh, showed me this was game it, and, and all really? about it. Wow, really? It must have been, what, 20? I think I paid uh, NBA 2K, is it 13 or 14? I think it might have been 2K14. And then I think maybe we got into it 2K15. 15, that's bang on. I was going to say, yeah, 2K15 was my first game of the of the franchise and honestly i've been hooked since i have not gone a year without buying this game it is easily one of my favorite franchises going and i'd probably say it's the most popular franchise is that fair tom i mean yeah i, I mean i guess it's definitely the most popular basketball franchise Bas- sorry basketball yeah. franchise that's sorry like, I, I, I thought you meant, i thought you were in terms of like maybe sports sports no or... sorry in terms of basketball games i definitely put nba 2k as the number one because there was game. a there was a ea did ea have a have a basketball game but they stopped they stopped uh bringing out yearly editions of it i think i'm not sure about whether they still bring out the yearly editions or not but that game is called NBA Live. And as you say, that's EA's equivalent. But yeah, it's just never really had the same kind of reputation or player base as NBA 2K, whether that's because of marketing or just because it's, well, in my opinion, I believe it's quality based that that happens. You know, NBA 2K, they they put so much time and effort into ensuring their game is the best out there. And I put that... You know, I put the reason why e, uh, NBA Live isn't as good down to that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things um, NBA 2K does really, really well. And the, the thing that stands out for me specifically is the campaign. And it always it's always been the the highlight of playing NBA. I remember sort of the first few years of playing it, it was, it was a basic thing where you would, you know, you, your character, you'd be able to put your character into this rookie rookie person i guess you could call it and just then join go, the nba kind yeah of thing. you know just join the nba and you get to go through the whole drafting system and there'd be little cut scenes here and there but i imagine now it's really really you know covering everything because i know they brought out sort of stuff where you could sign shoe deals and all these sort of things there's a proper story mode in 2k 18 or 19 one or two and yeah. that was wicked i'm sure 22's got a bunch of that sort of stuff. exactly that's exactly right they really go to town on this immersive career experience and every year they add something new and exciting this year they've added definitely more sort of side missions so they've taken the game outside of just your nba games i think that was something that got criticized a lot about the game because after a while when you've exhausted all of these side cutscenes that you mentioned once you've exhausted all that it just becomes an nba game so what they've done is they've tried to bring up little side missions that kind of take you out of the game be it uh launching your own music career be it generally other things that you can do in wait, 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 wait. You, can, you can launch your own music career in nba I, how how bizarre is that i think it's definitely got <laughs> something to do with you know 
the blowing up of uh, NBA players turned musicians. I know Damian Lillard fancies himself as a little bit of a rapper. A lot of them are getting on it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Have you not checked this out? No, well, I, 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 see, I've been bad with uh, keeping up in my NBA recently. I'm not going to lie; it's, it's been more sort of football, football, football for me. But oh, that's I really, I really do need to sort of get back into uh, into checking out what's going on because it's just so hard watching NBA here in England because you've got to buy the, the NBA pass and all this sort of and stuff. The and the games are always on at stupid o'clock. Most important, yeah, exactly. Four o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. You got to wake up and. I remember watching the Chicago Bulls at like four in the morning, setting alarms yeah. and all this sort of stuff. When I when I wanted to watch them play, it's just uh, it's annoying, and it's it's probably interesting for people to listen and 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 think of NBA as being something, especially UK gamers would play. And there is a decent, you know, there's a decent player base over here, but obviously predominantly it's US. America, mm-hmm. or at least the Americas that 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 play it the most. Yeah, one hundred percent, and. I almost put that down to how well they pull it off, you know, and equally going on about, you know, I first, when I was shown this game, had no prior knowledge to basketball. I had never watched a game in my life. I never played it, but the game just makes you want to get into it more and more. And that is again, what's so good about it. I, I actually think when you, when you told me about it, you even said, I know you're not into basketball. I know it sounds like a really weird shout me recommending <laughs> this, but I guarantee you after spending a good amount of time on it, you will be into it and you couldn't have been more right. I mean, I Rest follow basketball history. every day, you know, yeah. all that. Wicked. And and that is, yeah, that is again, something that is so good about the game. They, they are amazing at attention to detail and bringing this immersive experience just to put throw some examples out there of how they do this going further than just their campaign mode you know every week they release a tv show exclusive to the game and this tv show informs you of the events that are happening on the game it brings the community of players together they have celebrities come on the show they they bring the nba and the game together and it's something that comparing it to some EA games, perhaps FIFA, perhaps Madden. Although there obviously is this synergy between the real game and the the, the video game, yeah, it's not as apparent. And that is what I think has allowed 2K to carve out this niche in the basketball market as far as sports go. You know what I mean? It's, it's, the, it's the connection that you have as someone coming in to play NBA you've been able to you know pick up NBA as a sports game and understand and learn basketball and then become a fan of basketball itself I think that's I think that's incredible and we can always give praise to games that do that especially sports games because obviously there's a an in real life version of of the game that you're playing and it's so easy to uh, correspond the two I guess you could say yeah, no, 100%. And yeah, I think that is why this game has a very special place in my heart. Because as I say, now I'm so into basketball. Basketball is such a big part of my life. And I attribute that solely to playing this game. And every year it is a very, very good game without fail. It's one of those titles that comes with that certification of 
this will be a good game. It's not going to flop. Maybe you might expect more from it. Maybe it might be very similar to previous years game, but it will be a very good game that you can put loads of hours into. Oh yeah, of course. So what, so what are you giving it, Gabriel? That's, this is the important thing. Yeah. Is it a now, 9 out of 10? Are, you, are we making it a trifecta? Right. So essentially, there's two key points here for me. The first being that one of the biggest changes this year is that they've slowed the gameplay down a lot. And mainly because previously they've been criticised for it being a bit too arcadey, you know, just a case of someone dribbling through all your players, shooting a three when it's really contested and it going in kind of thing. Sure, Basically yeah. just really jammy stuff happening. And they've really tried to minimize that. So they've slowed it right down. They've made stamina much more important, things like that. They've added tons of animations, which I personally think is a very good point, which leads me on to my other point, which is that I personally was expecting more additional material added to the game i.e you know a new mode a new way to play the game a new cool feature the only thing of note they've really added this year other than the change of gameplay style is the a new draft mode which they actually almost get from ea's draft mode on fifa and this is a common theme 2k and ea are kind of backwards and forth uh, back and forth between each other with ideas and stuff and yeah, th- this year, although the game is very good, easily as good as, if not better than last year's game, they haven't really innovated the game for me personally. And that's why I'm going to have to rate it a solid 7.5 out of 10, as I just feel, you know, it could, it's great. Uh, and to be honest, if this is your first 2K, I imagine that number would be a 9.5 pushing, you know, it's only the fact that I am a really experienced 2K player and I have very high expectations because I know how good they are. And that's that why. Is, that is more than fair enough. Yeah, that is, exactly. that makes 100% sense to me. It's the, it's your idea and your belief that, you know, you want more out of the favorite, your favorite games and you expect that. But yeah, no, 100%. 7.5 is still good. Still I mean, good, exactly. Delivers year on year, still, it's, it's a solid. Still well above average, so. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Right, boys, thank you for that. Uh, we're going to move swiftly on to the interview section now. We're just going to take a quick break before that happens, but please join us and we'll be interviewing Gabriel's friend, Tom, and we'll be back in a moment. You've leveled up. Hello and welcome back to the Hitbox, where we have reached our interview section of the show. Today, as previously mentioned, we have my friend Tom, who is a bit of a casual gamer. Welcome to the Hitbox, Tom. How are you doing? Thank you. Yeah, very good. Thank you for having me on. I'd just Uh, like to say, Tom, nice name, mate. Uh, You know, just just put it out uh, there. It had to be said. (laughs) I you was going to say, our, our mothers obviously thought we were cool picking names like Tom. Oh, they only do that the legends that we are. Come on, yeah, 100%. <laughs> no doubt about that. Ah, good to be here. Happy. How are you all? Thank you. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, not too bad at all. All good, definitely. Yeah, and it's, as always, a pleasure to have you on the show, as it is with every other guest. And without further ado, let's just get straight into some questions. So oh, my casual gaming. Let's go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. So firstly, what was the first game you ever played, Tom? 
Jesus. I've <laughs> takes me back. Um the first game I ever played must have been Crash Bandicoot on PlayStation One. Oh before I can't remember before then, but that was a legendary Very nice. game. Very nice. Um, Obviously, going back now, I think I went to my, it's at my grand's at the moment. I went to my grand's house and played it, and honestly, the graphics are horrible, but the nostalgia is still there. <laughs> what's what's oh. with it with those sort of games, right? Where, you, you know, back in the day, you used to think they looked so good, and then you sort of look at old gameplay of them, or you go actually find the console that you used to play it on and play the game, and just like, what am I actually looking at? It's, it's like, like Crash Bandicoot. What did I think was good back in yeah, the day? I exactly. actually did the same thing. I got Star Wars Battlefront 2 on my PC and it honestly looks atrocious, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. But gameplay's still there and I love it. Yeah, that's all that matters. It's the, uh, the experience of gaming. Yeah, it's definitely a good choice as well. I actually think, I well, in, our, in my interview, I definitely spoke about Crash Bandicoot, potentially for exactly the same reason, it being one of my, the first games I played. I'll never forget that process of bringing a memory card around to your mate's house, getting the new levels. Oh, God, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I know you know that's – it's a great great shout. You know, I think the gaming community, Crash Bandicoot is one that is definitely cherished. I'll tell you one game that I didn't – I kind of wish I did get into when I was younger, but I never did, and a lot of people might hate me to say this. Um, Pokemon. I never got into Pokemon when Uh, I was a kid. See, I'm exactly the same. I'm exactly the same as you, Tom, because my cousin was massively into Pokemon. He still is. He does like Twitch uh, pack openings and stuff. Uh, and we had him for our first interview ever on his show. And he, you know, he's been into Pokemon the whole time, you know, watching the show, playing the games, having the Pokemon cards. But I, I never got into it. The most I did was watch maybe a few Pokemon uh, shows on like CITV when I was younger. Well, that's pretty much it, really. Yeah, that's but, it. That's it. You know, I so reckon I'd have people... got into it more when I was younger. If I was yeah. into it more, I sort of forgot a game or anything, I'd be more into it right now. But as it stands, I just can't yeah. get a grip of that nostalgia if it wasn't there. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, that's how it is. That's fair enough. I think as well with Pokemon, it's one of those things where it's it depends on what your friends are doing. Because for me, my introduction was everyone in my school collecting Pokemon cards, and it's almost like you can't escape. <laughs> so I was all over it from a very early age. Thanks. To it, that. In my in my school, it was Doctor Who cards, and now that's really weird. But Random. Doctor Who cards, I know, I know, and you know, I speak to everyone. It's like, oh, you know, like, did you ever collect Doctor Who cards? Uh, and everyone's like, no, no, Doctor Who cards exist? Wait, what? I think and I was like, my school, you know, I think different, every different school has a different thing. Because back in my like, back in my school, we used to play like Top Trumps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's, it's just like, I was so, I was so convinced that Doctor Who cards were, you know, so, so big in, in, in my school, trading them around. You know, if, if someone had a, an ultra rare or something like that, it would be, it, it would be, you know, the talk of the talk of the playground. And then, Going into like secondary school, for example, and then we're reminiscing on you know playing cards. It's like, oh, so you, did you guys play Doctor Who too? And like, nah, now we we play Pokemon or Yu Gi Oh or something like that. And it's like, wait, what? And you didn't play Doctor Who? Like, what? Have the same yeah. childhood as me? What's yeah, going on? <laughs> Can we even be friends right now? Like, come on. Yeah, you you go cards. I think at my school, I had I had a whole deck of them. I've lost them somewhere in a move, but I had like a, a little tin box full of them. I had oh, all my Doctor Who cards put in. Uh, the washing machine when I was younger, a massive stack of all my oh, Doctor Who cards. Never. Uh, I think I had them either in sort of like a, 
you know the big pockets of the jumpers you used to get as a as a cut child i had it in there and put it in the wash somehow it was in the laundry basket and that's yeah. a fall into your knees and reaching for the sky and i know so. i know <laughs> I, honestly honestly seven-year-old me just i, I just couldn't hack it. it it was just an awful terrible day <laughs> all my ultra rares all my super rares never lost to the washing machine it must have been i'll tell you what i had just like you billy um i had to, i actually had a tin of something um when i was young we used to play marbles back in primary school and i feel like i'm from the 17th century i swear when i say <laughs> but we used to have this drain in our primary school where we used to um battle each other's marbles you had to throw it in from a distance and whoever got there first it's like golf whoever got really? there first got the other guy's marble. So oh, I did, I, cool, to be fair i, I mean to be fair bring it back bring yeah, it back come on cool yeah that's like the OG game, isn't it? Marbles. Like yeah, next time, I, next time I'm in a club and I need to fight someone, I'll crack out the marbles. And <laughs> it that way. Well, next time you're in a club and you need to pull someone, you just tell them you've got marbles. You oh, know, like the marble <laughs> collection. The <laughs> ultimate <laughs> status symbol. <laughs> come check out my marbles. You know. That is. She might be thinking somewhere else, but she's only getting my marble all. collection. <laughs> oh dear. Well, oh, we better we better move on to the next question. To be fair, yeah, because comes. yeah, we got to crack through these. So, what is the most recent game you've played, Tom? I was actually playing a game while I was um, waiting to come on this. To be fair, I was playing, <laughs> League of, I was playing League of Legends. Um, hey, League of Legends. Yeah, League of Legends. Hey, boys, let's so. go. Yeah, Are you? Uh, yeah. What 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 lane do you mean? That's first and I, foremost. I, I'm a jungle main. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey, yeah, everyone, right. every team needs one. Every team. I bet you play, I bet you play Master Yi. No, you? I don't. I play oh, someone don't. even even worse. I oh, play God. someone that just gets. I get. I play Nocta. Ah, oh, I would. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's it's better than a few uh, champs you could have said. Like, you know, I, I respect that. I mean, your ultimate is kind of broken, but yeah, we, I love we can it. That's exactly that, why yeah. I play him. Just to. Yeah. You know, to get on people's nerves. <laughs> Wicked. There, there we go. Finally, another League of Legends player in the call I was with get, us. The, the excitement, <laughs> the excitement I've just witnessed from Tom here. I am. But it's such it's a big crazy. game. I don't see ah uh, the fact that you, you and Billy don't if, play if, it annoys me. If you me. put it this way, it's been out since like 2011. It's been out for like 10 years, and it's still one of the biggest played games in the world. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, it, it, you have I'm to just experience it and play it, and then you'll be you'll be hooked for. No, forever. no. You, you put it a different way, Tom. You've got to play it for like a, a good few weeks before you start enjoying it because oh, otherwise it's horrible months not weeks months <laughs> like it took me it took me surprisingly i've only actually played it and i started playing it at the start of this year and i've been you know i've honestly genuinely think i've got a thousand hours in it already I, it's, that, it's God, that bad I don't think yeah. I've touched that yet. yeah no i think close Every close. every every night, it's like well, I'll, you know, I'll play a couple of games of League of Legends, and it's eleven p.m. and I've got to go to sleep, and I've ruined my ruined my evening playing League of Legends and getting angry. So, oh well, if you're having fun, it's not a ruined evening. Is it? mean, it's the point of gaming. Well, yeah, I don't I, know. The amount I scream at my computer is just. I, <laughs> when I play that yeah, game. I, I think if I were to ask my parents or anyone living with me when I'm gaming if I was having fun, I don't think they'd genuinely say that I was because most of the time I'm, you know swearing or or shouting or screaming and you know it's it's hard to uh from an outsider's perspective to see that i'm having fun but now league of legends <laughs> wicked it, it is a fun game and you boys billy it. gabriel gabriel you need to play it you need to know, computer, gabriel, and we'll play get a game it. at some point tom we'll get oh, a game yeah. in Mate, well, it's, it's, it's coming out on mobile isn't it He's got, it's, it's, come out, yeah. mobile. It's, yeah. a rift, it's rift or something wild rift that's right because i that's i 
we got sent a thing by one of the, the station execs talking about the fact that it's going up against one of Tencent's other properties uh, in China. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, no yeah. Sam sent us a, a, a thing about it. Oh, really? On email. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so they've got a bit of problem with the two clashing and... Well, apparently it's a thing they do quite often, which is interesting. Like, they put their projects against each other to try and, like, work out which one's best. Right, okay. Yeah, it's interesting. That's a weird, that's a weird business strategy, I guess. It does seem a bit odd to me, too. But, hey, if it works for them... <laughs> if it's earning them yeah. money, they can't really complain, can they? <laughs> that's <laughs> cool. true. Right. So, on to the third question, then. And what is your favourite game of all time? Jesus Christ. That is a toughie. Because it's, it's like asking someone a favourite song or the favourite food. It's, it is a very it's so subjective. Um, yeah. If I had to put it in with like the game I've played the most like ever, um, Mountain Blade Warband, I've played a lot. <laughs> Yeah, and that is that is an old game now. To be fair, but I that's did a classic. Yeah, it's a well, classic. The, se- the sequel got released two years ago. I want to say yeah, I think it was it was a year ago, like last summer. Um, but I've got that as well, and I've I've been playing. I played that today as well. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I really love it. It's basically like a um, it's like an RPG, but also like an army builder where you roam around yeah. recruit yeah. people and take yeah. that. It's I, I really enjoy it. I just really like the setting of it. I think I remember my best friend in primary school playing that a lot. I, I've never played it much myself, but I know that it's a good game, so I, I respect the decision on that. It is good. I'm rubbish at it, but it's really fun. Have you played it, Billy? <laughs> I have. I have. Mm. I think I think I picked up. I think it was like like out free or something, and I picked it up on Steam. So I've I've just got that sitting in my library, and I play it every now and again. Yeah. I put 30, 40 hours into it. Oh God, it's better Not than my thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Bad. I mean, personally, I've never heard of it before, but it sounds really cool. I can't. What, what, what do we expect, Gabriel? Come on now, you're a, you're a, you're an Xbox exclusive gamer. You know, you true, haven't, true, you haven't and... opened your, uh, you know, your mindset of gaming. Yeah, like... exactly. You're so <laughs> limited. Three v one now. This is <laughs> if we rotate it back to how angry we get at League. It's probably about the same anger you get at FIFA. Play another game straight after straight after that. It's, it's exactly. just how it is. That's the beauty of gaming. It's a it's a stress release. It's an endorphin rush. It's for everything you could want. So yeah. Couldn't be more right there, Tom. Could not be more right. <laughs> Moving on. If you could play one game for the rest of your life, what would it be, Tom? Jesus. This is a tough one. That is a tough one because you have to pick a game that you could do. A lot Basically, of you could do a lot on, or it's very moddable, like a very moddable game. Yeah, the concept being, on. let's say you're, you're in prison or you're in a, you know, you're you're jumping into the game, like your conscious is gone into the character mm. that you're playing as. Yeah, no nice. messing about kind of thing. No. If I had to play it for the rest of my life, I'd have to pick an MMO just because mm. it's just like an endless expanse of it being able to play. Whereas if I play other games, it's got an end to it. Um, I don't know what MMO I'd pick. Um, I've, I've never really played MMOs, but I know. Yeah. Oh, God, it's such a hard question. What would you? Yeah. What would you? What would you guys think? What would you guys? Oh think? no, we have. Yeah, we had this, we had this uh, hard question. The same game, to be fair. <laughs> I, I said Minecraft because I just think the 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 ability to jump in there and do whatever you wanted to, like it's for me, it's it'll be battling boredom. I think mm-hmm. that's the most important thing. Yeah. That if I were to play one game for the rest of my life, it, it'd have to just I have to have interest in it all the time. Yeah. 
if you, want, if you want more information on this, you can go listen to our first episode where we talked about this. Yeah, we true, did. Very true. We, did. we went through this, yeah. yeah I think Minecraft's a very good pick because it is very, it's very moddable, is that game as well. Oh, it's moddable. It basically it. It's a sandbox, is a... Isn't it? it's a moddable game in itself with creative mode you know what i mean like especially yeah. with all the commands yeah. that you can now input into the game you know people are out here making clocks and making like tv people out here making actual workable computers in minecraft yeah. Redstone. Oh, yeah. so like if you really had an infinite amount of time i'm pretty sure you could like program actual life through ai and yeah. you know all, all, all <laughs> that you know. yeah <laughs> it's a very good game and to be fair as you say that is a very difficult question to answer so maybe the point? how we get the interesting answers yeah, yeah that's we... it. exactly no, exactly um perhaps an easier one to answer and i think you may have already alluded to this what is your favorite method of gaming favorite method of get pc gaming 100 yeah, yeah. it's just so it's just so moddable and yeah. so many more indie games out there that's accessible by pc exactly there's no there's no debate about it this is like a we should actually make this the first question we ask to <laughs> everyone we bring on the show gabriel now because if they say xbox or playstation we should just kick them out of the zoom call or get some new one in yeah it's just the go. fact as well like it's not just the gameplay as well it's the fact that the computer has outdone um playstation 1 playstation 2 playstation 3 playstation 4 playstation 5 it's just you could just upgrade your kit. It's less money to keep it going. Yeah, hundred percent. That's how it is. Not more to get it going. Oh no, it's a big invest- initial oh, yeah, investment. True. This is very true, true yeah. but in the long run. Anyway, we are it. definitely not going to get into this debate because otherwise we'll probably be here till tomorrow <laughs> morning. True, true. Absolutely, will. Very true. I'm not standing down. <laughs> <laughs> Neither. That's the thing. <laughs> oh. Agree to disagree. There we go. <laughs> we'll, we'll agree to disagree. Very, very responsible, Tom. <laughs> so, who got you into gaming, Tom? Myself, to be honest. I, I, my parents never really were into gaming. Um, either set of parents were never really into gaming. It was me and my twin brother that just got into the game and got onto the bandwagon of playing um, two-player games. Yeah, so probably your twin brother's the closest sort of influential figure that's got Yeah, yeah, I reckon it's ping pong. I reckon both of us to each other have been like that. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Plus just a passion for technology. I mean, it's just, I I love it. It's mad. The evolution of it is insane. Yeah, 100%. No, nice. I think it's always um, that way. It's, it's 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 like either brothers or sisters or or family members or good friends. Usually, the way to get into to get into gaming, yeah, it's just something to do. <laughs> it's just a brilliant thing to do. It, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine not playing games, but yeah, we can discuss that. We can discuss that another time because I'll be talking about you know going into the philosophy of it all and, and all this rubbish. But yeah. Let's go to a deep level. <laughs> games an art form. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Final question then. And I'm excited for this one because you know I love new games on the show. What is an upcoming game you're most excited about, Tom? Upcoming game? I, what's been on my, um, on my spotlight at the moment is Age of Empires 4. Um, I think that's probably what actually going back. I reckon that's one of the first games I ever played as well. Is Age of Empires, Age of Empires Two. Um, it's like an RTS game if no one's ever heard of it before. Um, yeah, I, I've I, definitely heard of it. I think I've got three somewhere, but I've never touched it. 
I've got I played yeah. I played Age of Empires three a couple of months ago because it's free on Game Pass and I picked that up and it's really fun. Yeah, and I'm excited for the, the Age of Empires four because that's also coming out on Game Pass for free. Yes, it so, is. So, yeah. so just oh, quickly oh. then, for people that don't know what uh, an RTS game is, can can we have a little little summary? Little yeah, so an RTS game is a real time strategy game where um, there's no pauses, there's no breaks, it's just continually ongoing, um, and usually. It's a 4X game, so it means building your city up, it means building your units as time goes on, but it's in real time, and then you go and move your units across and attack or destroy whatever you want to do, farm. Brilliant oh, explanation. That makes sense. That... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Could we, yeah, that was a very good explanation. Definitely it's almost like Clash of Clans, but without the waiting. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's, actually, that's, that's actually perfect to describe. Although Clash of, Clans, Clash of Clans is 90% waiting. waiting. If, you were to, <laughs> well, yeah, if you get rid of Clash that, of Cl- then... Yeah. Clash of Clans is a mobile game, so... Yeah, yeah true, true. true. That, true. That as well, but yeah. Okay, cool. well... Yeah, Gabriel, is that is that everything? That's all all the questions done. Mm-hmm. Oh, wicked. Perfect. Thank you for having me. Huh? No, thank you're you welcome. for coming on. It's been yeah, a pleasure, Tom. Yeah, thank you. Right. That that was the end of uh, the interview section. And after the break, we will get on with the news section this week, as always. So we'll join you back in a couple of minutes. You've leveled up. Okay, welcome back, everyone. This is the Hitbox. My name's Tom, and you've just heard our interview with Tom Gabriel's friend. It was wicked. Uh, and now we've got the news section, weekly news every week. Gabriel and Billy, tell me what's been going on in the gaming landscape. But this week, boys, I've actually got something that I want to talk about, and I hope it's something that you haven't put down on your list for, to <laughs> tell me. Because I'm talking about something that's happened with my favourite game. Now, I've spoken about this a lot of times on the show already. Overwatch is my favourite game of all time, right? And something interesting has happened the past week uh, to the game. And that's one of the one of the characters on there has actually had a name change. Now, it's not necessarily a good reason why this character has got a name change it's actually really bad um so mccree was the the gunslinger uh character had a flashbang you know sort of bit of western vibes to him and he was originally named after a blizzard employee called jesse mccree and they share the exact same name but now mccree or the person that was called mccree is now being referred to as cole cassidy so in the game in Overwatch 2 when it comes out and Overwatch 1 now, Cole Cassidy is the name you will see when you select this character, this this gunslinger character. Now, this happened due to a shift at Blizzard following reports of sexual harassment and toxicity in the leadership uh, department. So it's a big, serious thing, this. Essentially, one of the employees, known as Jesse McCree, was involved in this in this scandal and uh and obviously blizzard as a big company they wanted to not have a name of someone that's been you know accused of all these terrible things as a character that they can play in one of their games i think that's you know it's it's an obvious thing uh and it's it's a change that needed to be made because having that would just not be right it wouldn't fit in with what blizzard's you know 
ethics and what they want to be you know it's not it's not something that they want to have on their game and have people know when they play Cole Cassidy now uh so yeah they've changed it they've changed it to Cole Cassidy from McCree and I just think that you know personally it's always a bit of a dodgy one when you're naming fictional characters after real people and this could be you know naming your dogs after celebrities or naming your your child like Khaleesi or, or something for example you know you don't know what, what happens when uh when you name you know someone in real life or someone in the game after someone that has you know human personalities or you know their the whole morale and identity can change due to something they've done it's just never a good idea personally but yeah that's what I wanted to say it's a big deal in the in the Overwatch scene and I'm it's done for good reason and I'm glad Blizzard have done it but you know, as as I hope that future game companies, game designers never name their characters after people in real life because humans are known for being idiots and being stupid. So never do that. You know, if you're creating someone that isn't real, don't let them be connected to someone that is. And, you know, because they people you can create, you can make them however you want. You can stop them from doing stupid things, but you can't stop humans from doing that. And that's my uh, and that's uh, Tom's lesson for today. And I hope you guys hope you guys take that forwards. Uh, and yeah, don't name your characters after people in real life, and don't name your child Khaleesi or any stupid thing like that after a TV show too. All right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Out the way. Run over. Gabriel, <laughs> you go first, mate. Nice. So for the news this week. I'm going to run through my highlights of the top games being released next month in November. I thought this would be interesting. As most gamers know, this is normally the month for new games. Is that fair? I feel like big titles come out in November. They come out out in November so you can buy them and buy people Christmas. Yeah, so Santa Claus knows to give you a new game for Christmas. (laughs) That's why. But anyway, firstly... Starting off with a very big title, we have the new long-awaited Call of Duty called Call of Duty Vanguard, which is taking the franchise back to the trenches of World War II. Now, they did actually release a game very similar to this one previously, and it wasn't very popular. However, what's so ironic about that is the whole concept of this World War II aesthetic has been something that Call of Duty Duty fans have been crying out for this for ages. And when they initially did it, it really didn't take off. So I think this is their redemption. And let's hope, now I haven't haven't played it yet. I didn't actually get the beta either. But let's hope that it lives up to the hype. And yeah, I'm excited to give this a try. Cool. Mm -hmm. Another big new release for next month is the new Forza Horizon. These games are always great, and I can't wait to see this one. As always, Turn 10 put a massive amount of effort in ensuring the aesthetics are up to scratch. You know, Car Fanatics, it's all about the looks, it's all about the design, and 
I I've played. I'm trying to think. I have in fact played every single Forza Horizon game. I always get it. I love the concept. For those that don't know, essentially, this is a music festival turned car festival set in a different location every year. I believe this year the location is Mexico. The map is 50% bigger than it's ever been, including 11 distinct biomes. So, damn, the last one was last one was England, wasn't it? 50% bigger, and oh. I know yeah, that's good. Oh, wicked! And it comes out free on uh, Game Pass too. I saw exactly. it, and I'm ready and waiting to download it. I'm excited. I'm glad you said that, Tom, because that's a very important thing to mention. Obviously, it's an Xbox exclusive Forza, and because of that, they entice people with the Game Pass using Forza. And what a way to do it! Because I would get the Game Pass just for this game. To be completely honest, I cannot wait for it. It's always a great game, and yeah, I'm very excited. This one. Mm-hmm. Moving on. I mentioned this last week, so I'm not going to go into too much details about the game. But of course, Battlefield 2042 arriving in November as well. So another big one to look out for. And finally, well, not finally, actually. However, um, this is also... I feel like it's separate category because this is actually a Nintendo title, a very long awaited one. We have a new Pokemon called Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl arriving on Nintendo Switch. Pokemon's fans will be able to return to the Nintendo DS era with full remakes of Diamond and Pearl, which is what these are. This is why they're called Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Quite a quite a funny, funny little play on words there from Nintendo. So we love to see it. And yeah, essentially it's a remake of Diamond and Pearl. And it's the first time that Pokemon's fourth generation of Catch em All Action has received the remake treatment. And now, truly finally we have Jagex who are probably most famous for developing RuneScape. They are about to publish a RuneScape inspired idol game called Melvor Idol. This game has actually been in early access since 2020. However, the full game is now due for release next month. For those that don't know, idle games are those which have gameplay that consists of the player performing simple actions, such as clicking on the screen repeatedly. We spoke on the show previously about Cookie Clicker and Adventure Capitalist, and this is another great example of one of these games. So I thought I'd rattle off a description for the publishers. They'd say, they say, Melville Idol is a detailed multi-track indie idol game that seeks to reimagine the core components of the RuneScape franchise in a way that they could be enjoyed casually. Now, I haven't mentioned this before, but RuneScape was definitely one of my favorite games growing up, as I'm sure it was for many people. For those that don't know, it was a fantasy MMORPG standing for massive multi-online role-playing game, very similar to a kind of almost Skyrim, but exclusively for the PC. I put an insane amount of hours into this. Did any of you two play RuneScape out of curiosity? Of course I did. No, I never never touched it. Fair enough. Oh. That's, uh, that surprises me to be fair billy i could imagine this being quite up your uh, street being quite into skyrim and stuff yeah. <laughs> it, it it might be but I've, I've just never you know it's just never sort of come up no fair enough yeah, that is right, completely yeah. fair enough you know it is 
it's amazing some of these titles people don't even know i mean even some of the ones you've brought to light in game of the week that i've slept on you know it's it's um that's the beauty of gaming is that you've always got new things to find out and that's that's the most important thing really if you if you've played every game on the planet there's you know what's the point in playing playing games tom yeah absolutely Brilliant. 100%. But yeah, I mean, I think the game is very much a nostalgia thing. And yeah, it's just going to be nice to revisit the old aesthetic, the old concepts from that game in an idle format. And yeah, it's I'm very excited. I'm probably going to be trying it out. And hopefully it'll be a game of the week in the future. So it's like... Um... It's an idle game for the 20, the 20 to the, the 40 year olds, you know, reminiscing on their time spent on RuneScape. And now they're mm-hmm. now when they're at work, they can uh, play technically RuneScape, but actually focus on their work at the same time, I guess. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a great it's a great concept. And what a title to do it with, as I say, because it is such it was such a it was such a cult thing when I was growing up. I mean. The amount of probably the amount of friends I made at school purely on being, <laughs> do you play RuneScape? Yes, oh, I do. Yeah. I mean, it yeah, was 100%, 100%. Wicked, mate. Perfect. Right. Moving on swiftly. Billy, what have you got for us this week, mate? So I've got uh, two bits. One is about uh, New World, which is, if you remember, is Amazon's shiny new MMO. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So some something I didn't quite realize, because I'm not hugely invested in MMOs. They're not really my sort of thing. Uh, but apparently, in in New World, you don't have to fight things to level up. To prove this, someone has reached level sixty without once engaging in combat at all. Bloody hell! Well, how, how have they done that then? How how is that? Surely, surely, at one point during the 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 quest line, there must be you know a, a battle that has to take place. Well, from my understanding, I, I could be wrong. New World doesn't really have much in the way of like proper quest lines like that. It's very much like oh, a player-driven really? thing. Yeah. The only thing it does have is a tutorial area, which you can skip, uh, and which they did, because otherwise you have to kill something to get out the tutorial area if you don't skip the whole I see. thing. Yeah. Uh, so instead, they've been doing a lot of fishing. <laughs> oh fishing God. and tracking and crafting. Wow. So you can just level up. Yeah. I'm sure, I bet you're... that takes so long, too. Oh, I absolutely. Uh, but it... New World's actually really interesting in this way because it's very, like, some of it's very non-typical because, like, it has a proper economy. Like, you can't just get money from, from like, completing quests and stuff. You have to, like, there's only so much money available on, on a server at a given time. So wow. it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting economy, uh, like, things as well, which uh, seem quite interesting to look at. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure it's going to get me to play the game. New World's not really my sort of thing. As I say, I'm not a huge MMO player. No. Cool. Fair enough. Well, fair enough. The other one is uh, slightly, I, I, technically slightly off topic. It's not really about video games, but I found it very funny, so I wanted to share it. Go for so, it. So, obviously, the, the US government has been doing stimulus checks and like giving out money for, for COVID. Uh, and one man claimed $85,000 fraudulently and then spent about 57000 of it on a Pokemon card. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Uh, what, what, how is that? How was someone genuinely thought? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna essentially rob the government and then buy a Pokemon card. Like it's the best thing that I can do with that money. I know it's great. Oh. I find this hilarious. Yeah, but I mean, I feel it... like it might even be a deliberate, you know, joke. You know what I mean? It's just to to rub salt in the wounds as if you couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> you steal money and then spend it. Was he, on was he planning on? You know, was he planning on? 
reselling this card for more money to get the money back or no no idea you just wanted oh, the card and possibly I, I feel i should mention he hasn't actually gone through court yet so he is you know innocent until proven guilty but still a pokemon yeah. card really of yeah, all the I things to buy with eighty-seven thousand dollars or whatever it was when I, when I was reading this like one of the shocking things about it is that like because he bought this this card for like nearly sixty thousand dollars and it's like yeah, there, there's Pokemon cards that sold for four hundred thousand dollars before. Oh, I know. Well, that, that's that is a gaming culture for you, you know. Yeah. I know, but it's it's terrifying. Like it is. that's a uh, lot limited. of money to spend. Yeah, it's limited assets for you. It's the same with NFTs and all this, you know, digital and art and all these. Yeah, you know, it's it's driven by its its rarity and scarcity. So, yeah, that's just how it is sometimes. And if people people don't. You know, people may look at it and be like, oh, that's crazy expensive. Well, maybe not to the people that are really interested in it. So although it's yeah. a stupid, stupid thing that he did, <laughs> there's there's an understanding and a reason why that card costs that much. But yes. don't go buying expensive Pokemon cards with your stimulus check or your fraudulent <laughs> stimulus check. I think that's what yeah. we can oh. take away from this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel I should emphasize that it's it's not just like a stimulus check he got and then spent on something silly. He claimed he was running a biz- a small business and claimed $85,000 because the, the regular US stimulus check is like, was like 1200 or something. It was yeah. nowhere near as much. Oh, silly man. Oh, well, that Absolutely. was funny. That's a good, a good, way to, good way to finish it off then. Yeah, right. Okay, so that, that's pretty much all we have for this week. Uh, guys yeah. uh, thank you so much for joining me and uh, we'll be back next week same time same place river yep. radio 8 till 9 p.m uh, make sure to email us billy do you want to tell them the email we're at hitbox at river.radio there we are and you can find our playbacks on the website river.radio search for the hitbox you'll find us and yeah listen back to our old stuff uh, we'll be we'll be pro- promoting on uh, social media soon as well so look out for that too and yeah guys as always thank you for joining me Gabriel oh. Billy appreciate it oh, sit Billy. up straight sit up straight well there's always one of us that reminds each other I like it I sit feel like straight. Billy's always well on it I know Billy Gabriel you need, to, you need to step it up I know I, I'm expecting Billy you have to be silent next week and if Billy, if Gabriel doesn't tell us to uh, sit up straight that has to be some sort of forfeit surely Ooh. I think we can. I think we can work this out. Yeah. Anyway, a steam voucher or something. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. As always, guys. Thank you for joining me, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Yeah. Bye bye.